will bless you with something that God is speaking to the planet right now. And I think it will bless you and help you to live a most extraordinary life. God bless you. Amen. You can take a seat. Yeah. Faith is what we need. Uh, speak to your world. How much time have I got? Ten past. Okay. Uh, speak to your world. I want to um, explain a couple of things, how even this church uh, was pioneered and how we came to, uh, how it came into existence, I guess. And, and I'm thinking about the youth and they've gotten saved and, and I'm thinking, how can we get the youth going even to the next level? Then I'm thinking about Christians who are disappointed, they're struggling Maybe they've lived a life that hasn't entirely paid off the dividends they thought. Some people buy into things, like people buy into a super fund and gets wiped out. And some people bought into church and somehow their investment got wiped out. Who feels like that sometimes? Hey, I, I really invested. Yeah, that's right. It's honest. Yeah, some people really bought into this. They heard the preacher. The preacher you know, spoke fantastically about the abundance of life, the overcoming life. Life is grand and wonderful, purpose and, and purpose and destiny, and then somehow you just never got traction uh, and to make ground in this world. And so we want to help you tonight in understanding maybe how to make ground, how to speak into your world, and how to, I guess, make a way for yourself, make a way into the purposes and plans of God. Anyone interested in that tonight? Because it all comes down to faith, 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 faith. It comes down to faith. You were born by faith. You, everyone's been given a measure of faith. Even Roy has been given a measure of faith. Works at Star City. Saw a guy lose $1 million in, uh, I think it was about, what would it have been, about 15 minutes, 20 minutes? About 20 minutes, lost a million bucks. That hurts. Sold a big property in Sydney, nice profit, a couple of million spare, go to Star City, put that, big chips, $100,000 chips, you can buy, buy those if you're interested. And We had a guy, uh, a real estate agent, actually gives $100,000, uh, we're talking about $100,000 chips, but he gives $100,000 to the Rise and Build, to build the church. He's a guy that has a real estate agent in Mossman, and Bought it for $250,000. It wasn't doing so good. And, of course, God got on his case. He rearranged his life. He placed God at the top priority of why he was living on the planet. And somehow God resurrected that whole business. And it was, um, I think it was valued at $2.7 million three weeks ago. Two, wasn't that right? $2.7 million, Chris, about three weeks ago. And now he can give another 100000 this year to the Rise and Bill. In Sydney, yeah, not to thou one. Although we're praying for one like him to come. You know what I'm saying? But he lost this money, uh, you know, a million. He came back, smaller chips this time. Uh, and, uh, but he won it all back. He won all that million dollars back in how much time? About two hours took him. That's, that's, gee whiz, that's a long time to have to win a million dollars back, isn't it? Gee whiz. I thought, I thought I'd tell you that story because I've I got people now. They, now. Now I'm going to give them the medicine, Garth. I've got to give them the medicine while they're listening. So let's talk faith. 
Can you deal with some scriptures? Have you got a Bible tonight? And uh, I want to crunch this because the Lord gave me something. Uh, I was reading something about Ezekiel. I want to I want to jump there eventually, but I need to lay a bit of a foundation. So I want to talk about faith. Romans twelve three. Can I motor mouth now? Because I've only got fifteen minutes. Not even that. In accordance with the measure of faith God has given you, you need to work on your faith. We said that last week. But we need a supernatural gift. I believe in these days. In these days, we need a supernatural gift of faith. We need an upsized level of faith. That measure of faith that you were given when you were born is not enough to cope with the stresses and all the stuff of life. You need a dynamic faith. Say dynamic faith. You need it in your personal life. You need it in your life. You need it for your wife. No, you need it for your church. You need it for your community. You need dynamic faith. And that's basically what we want to help you. Faith is powerful to release faith, to release words. And this is what I want to speak about, releasing words of faith into any given situation to clear the way and make a way for God to come in and bless, reconcile, heal, and set free areas of your life, Steve. See, you look at the Israelites in the Bible in Exodus, and it was bit by bit they took ground. Bit by grit, but bit by bit, they took ground and grit. <laughs> but it was bit by bit. And I believe it's the same thing for the Christian life. It was the same thing for us birthing, birthing this church 13 years ago. Bit by bit. You'd know that, Liz. You saw us in a high school hall. Then we end up on 11 acres. Then we end up in a tent. It's bit by bit. It didn't come easy. But it's faith and patience the Bible talks about. Faith and patience. But the key I want to speak about tonight, because there are keys to life, and this key is about speaking into your world and speaking faith into your world and life and bringing into existence, bringing down into existence the reality of that which is in heaven, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. This Tuesday night, 7.30, in this place, we're going to have a hoedown in the Holy Spirit. We're going to prophesy, we're going to declare, decree, and speak the will and the purposes and the plans of God onto this region into this church, throughout the coast. We're going to pull down, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What's in heaven, Lord, for the coast? Oh, there's so much more. How do we get it? God says, I've given you authority. I've given you power. Now speak. Speak it into being. Speak it into existence. Declare it thus done and said. And this is what we took as a key of our birthing of this church. We spoke over this land from a lookout about three k's away. You can see at Chapman Hill Lookout, the devil worshippers used to meet up there. You can see even the candle wax left after the nights of their carousing up there and cursing and stuff. We would go up there in the early hours of the morning, Tuesday morning, and do an hour, two hours. This is from 95 to 2002. Seven years, we prophesied over Wyong. We prophesied life. We decreed life. We rebuked the devil. Where does it say that? Let's go have a look. Okay, I've got my bearings now. Let's go to Matthew. If you can, if you can put that up, 16. Matthew 16. I've got a whole sermon here, but I can't preach it. Okay, God, you just told me that. Thank you, Lord. Matthew 16. 
verse 18. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Who believes in the church? Who believes the church is the most important institution on the face of the planet? The church is the place that stands for truth. It's a place where it raises leadership, Andrew. You're exactly right. Some of the best leaders on the planet have come from the church. Some of the best singers have come from Mariah Carey. And, you know, I mean, the church is a veritable powerhouse that reconciles people, defines people, mobilizes people into their best life. Say best life. Jesus loves his church. Church is the most powerful institution Place of meeting, whatever you want to call it, house of God, house of prayer, bride of Christ, city on a hill. It's the most powerful place when you buy into it with your heart, soul, mind, strength. And here it says here, Jesus said, he says, guess what, guys? I'm going to build a church. Now that you know I'm Christ the Lord, Peter, upon that rock of revelation, upon the revelation of this, that I am the Son of God, Christ the Lord, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the Messiah, the Deliverer, the Anointed One, the Chosen One. Upon that revelation, Peter, we're going to build a church. We're going to build a church and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. The church is you. Individually, but corporately, we are the church. And so we need to be able to do Basically, what happens in the Bible, but also in our life, and it's this. He's given us keys. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not, will not overcome it. I will give you, I will give you the keys. There, there it is. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound on on heaven, will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. See that? There's binding and loosing through the spoken word. I need to fast track now to my message, which is way down here. And now go to Mark 11.23, and you can put that up, thanks, Tim, if you can. And this is talking about faith. Then I'm going to jump into uh, Ezekiel 36, and that's going to finish me up. So Ezekiel 36. Six. Let's see if that's right. And I'm going to finish with a flurry of prayer and passion. Seven, actually. Ezekiel 37, verse 1, I'm going to go to. But I need right now to speak to my world. And that's what I'm speaking about tonight. By faith, we understand that the worlds are created by the Word of God. Got to have the Word. Got to have the Spirit. Got to have the Word. We need to believe for this. Mark 11:23. Jesus said it. He said this. Mark eleven twenty three. We go, ah, beautiful. Whatsoever shall say, say, say. Uh, hang on, count how many times the word say is in this. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thus removed and cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. How many times? Three times. Only twice does he say pray. Three times he says say. So I'm talking about we got to say and speak into our world. In actual fact, we got to prophesy into our world. 
over our children, over our finances, over our family. We've got to prophesy into this church for more. We need more of God. Why? Because we need to do more for God. Amen? So have a look in Ezekiel. And this is where it all began. In Ezekiel 37. And we're talking about the story. You know it. Some of you, the Valley of Dry Bones. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus did say he would build his church. And the gates of hell will not prevail. I'm going to get somewhere. I'm going to bring it to you personally. It's okay. I'm going to get it to you. I'm going to get it to you. Ezekiel, uh, help me. Um, Ezekiel's a prophet, is he not? Jeremiah's a prophet. Isaiah's a prophet. Two-thirds of the Old Testament is written by prophets. Uh, These prophets are radical. They're shakers and movers. They are highly esteemed, even above kings, priests, any other any other office in the Old Testament, the prophet was the one that really had the final say on things. They were so caught up with heaven, with God, that they could feel the heartbeat of the tribe, say the tribe of Israel. They could, they could feel what God was saying in a given situation. They were so compelled because they so felt God, they were so filled of God by His Spirit and the Word, They were radical dudes. They weren't like anyone else. They weren't slipped up by pretense or superficiality of the times. They would come at you and say, you're missing it. But the Bible says that the church is built upon the apostle and the prophet, does it not? And I think, in a sense, the church is missing some of this radical, prophetic sort of angle in the church. We're too nice. Even churches like ours, which we do, we do, we do, We do our darndest to be nice, congenial. We try and be nice about God. But God's not a nice God. God's a good God. And I've got a book by a great theologian that says he's not nice. He's good. He's righteous. He's faithful. But he's just not nice. Nice means, oh, he's nice. That's almost condescending. If you were to say to me, your friend was nice, I would go, oh, something wrong there. It's almost condescending, isn't it? Oh, just nice, eh? Yeah. Okay. But God is not just nice. God is good. And good in the Bible says, that's a most profound thing, in fact. Good, I know we say good ice cream, good. But good is actually a powerful, just like the word awesome. Really, the word awesome, you can only really apply to God. You can't apply it to a skateboard. You can't apply it to a rock star. You can't apply it to an event. You can't apply it to Andrew. (laughs) you can't apply it to your hairdo you can't apply it to your makeup awesome really Garth, Garth would probably know this but awesome really is an exclusive word for God when we say awesome we really should hit the deck because God's right amongst us awesome, where? (laughs) where? no where? You'd, you'd really, you know if we were to live the exact biblical life the only time that we would use that word is when God, awesome, when he would, he would just go by us, awesome. These prophets were radical dudes. They, they lived an isolated life. In fact, they would interpret God in funny ways. I think it was, help me, Isaiah or was it Ezekiel that laid on his side for one year? 
Ezekiel laid on his side for one year, trying to tell us something. Okay, I might, I might just do that. So, look, I've been with God, I've been fasting. Look, you see through Tugger, I just really feel this about you guys. <laughs> I don't know what that's going to say to you, but, but somehow these prophets were moved by this, by this heart of God for the times and for, the, for the, the people of God especially. And they would actually speak judgment. They would say, thus saith the Lord, you are now going to receive God's reproach. Now, Ezekiel was one of these radical guys, and he's a mover and a shaker in the spirit. God, by his spirit, even back then, was using a prophet to bring this uh, nation of Israel back from exile. You know any stuff in exile? I'm nearly done. If you've got any stuff in exile, well, the Israelites were in exile. Actually, Judah and Israel were in exile. And God comes to, God comes to um, Ezekiel and says this. Have you got that scripture, guys, for me? Ezekiel 37, verse 1. And you're going to be able to sympathize with this, youth, because this is exactly you right now. The hand of the Lord was upon me. If you would have saw the youth this morning, you would have... That's why I got them to pray for everyone out the front. Because the hand of God, the spirit of God was on the prophet. But I'm going to teach you something here. Because this is exactly how we should still move now. Jesus said it in the New Testament. Speak to that mountain. Speak to it to be gone, to move. He's given us keys to bind and loose. That's how we birth the church. We bound the spirit of poverty. We bound the spirit of witchcraft. We bound the spirit of immorality. And we said, here comes the church. And we said it with faith. We said it with faith. We were a radical. I've settled, we've settled down a lot, Jules, I think. We were a radical type of people radically dispositioned to please God, no matter what you thought. It's all right, I'm nearly done. It's nearly over. <laughs> no, but some people haven't, haven't had a sermon like this, but, but this explains how things like churches turn up, how God's will is done, how people get saved. And we've kept some of these things, you know, in the, in the basement, but it's up to you now to speak into your world and make a way for yourself because some of you are stuck in the confinement of your own life. And you've got to do what Ezekiel did. God said, Ezekiel, my hand is upon you. See through Tugra, my hand is upon you. Verse 1, 37, Ezekiel 37, verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. Now, this valley full of bones is Israel, languishing in captivity. It's Israel, the nation of Israel, God's favorite people, languishing in captivity. He says to the man of God, who has the spirit on him, but there's more. This is, this is the part for you. He says, 
set me in the middle of the valley. It was, he set me in the middle of the valley full of bones. He led me back and forth among them. So he's had a good glance. He's had a good look. And I saw great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. Say dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? <laughs> I said, oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know this. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. It's the word of the Lord that we need in our mouth. It's the word of the Lord that we decreed over our personal lives, but over this church and over this land that gave birth to this church. Some people look at us and say, how did you take ground? How did you push back darkness? How did you, how do you live the abundant life? How are you blessed, Pastor Phil and Julie? How is your people blessed? We prophesy, we declare, we decree over our children, over our youth, over our community. I went to a community yesterday. I was grieved. I, I could hardly even stand the vacuum of no God. I won't tell you where I was. You may have a guess. I was on the central coast. But it looked great. It's a place where it's visited frequently by tourists. Apparently people like it. But I could actually feel the vacuum of no God. And when I drove back into Tugra, I could feel God. There's an open heaven in Wyong. Wyong, which was ordinarily known as a dark, a dark place. No God. I said to a, a mate in work in 1988, I live in Wyong. He said, you're kidding? You live in Wyong? I said, yeah, what's wrong with that? Oh, every time I drive through, not a Christian, every time I drive through there, ugh, it's, it's so dark. It's so, why do you live there? I says, God put me there. But then I realized why God put me there. To take ground. To prophesy over this place. And we literally saw... Heaven opened. We got unity amongst the seven churches in Wyong. That's a good start. Get unity amongst the people of God, amongst the ministers. Serve them. Didn't come in with our Pentecostal pride. So you should do this, you should do that. Oh, have you heard a Hillsong? Oh, it's fantastic. Guys, get a, give us a break, you Anglicans or Church of Christ. No, we came in and we served. We served them. Kept our mouth shut. We, we kept the pride at bay. And we serve these precious souls that are doing their best in their churches. The Baptists, Seventh-day Adventists, the Catholic Church. Love them all. And God seemingly overnight opened heaven over this place. We prophesied into the fraternal meeting because it was languishing. It was dead in the water. We prophesied and said this, this fraternal meeting, which is basically a gathering of the ministers in a local region. We prophesied and declared that that will live again. These dry bones will live. The two things that I believe that this scripture is teaching us is this, that we can do the same by firstly the spirit. Verse one, the hand of God was upon me. But then hang on, verse, verse four, then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, what's he going to say? Hang on, dry bones. He says, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. There's a word. There's a word in the mouth of the prophet that was declared, decreed, prophesied. And I believe it's exactly the same what we need to do now over any circumstance that we face, any situation that 
causes us to be reduced, restricted, perplexed, oppressed, whatever you want to say. Because some of you, I can see, are contained in your own life. You're contained in the backyard of your own dimensions, of your own mindsets. And God wants to say to you, if you do like the prophet did, like the prophets did, like Joshua even did when he took Jericho, when when God said to him, study the word, study the word, be strong and courageous. I'm going to give you the I'm going to give you the land. I'm going to give you that land that is yours, your spiritual inheritance, your calling, your destiny, your life. It's all yours if you prophesy. And some people Don't understand that they've been given authority. All authority has been given under Christ. And Christ says he's given you authority to lay hands on the sick, tread on scorpions, dislodge devils off people but off cities, and speak and make way for God to come down. But it takes authority. It takes a declarative heart. It takes a a faith that is robust and dynamic. To take ground for your life so you can move, so you can throw your hands up, so you can give to God, so you can dance the dance, so you can love God and come to church. Some people can't even come to church. They go to come to church and they go, what was that? Chains. Chains to their bedpost. They're chained. But if you speak to those chains, I bind every foul demonic influence off my life. And I take the hammer of the word, the sword of the Lord. I'm going to church. Nothing's stopping me in Jesus' name. I'm going to read my Bible. Nothing's going to stop me in Jesus' name. I'm going to give to God. I'm going to give to God. I'm going to give to God until the cows come home. And we take the sword of the Lord, the word of the Lord that returns not void, the Bible says in Isaiah 55. It says... The word, I send these words out of faith in the spoken word, like Ezekiel. I send these words out, they're like capsules, they have life of their own. These words have history, they have life, they're dynamic, they create, they they align, they define, they bless, heal, set free. These words that we speak, I'm nearly done. Isaiah 55 verse 11, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God has given us authority, guys. All authority has been given unto him. And now he's saying, do exactly like Ezekiel did. If you need to take ground for your life, for your church, for your family, Do what exactly Ezekiel did. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. This is what the sovereign Lord says to my finances. This is what the sovereign Lord says to my health. This is what the sovereign Lord says to to my to my wife's womb. This is what the sovereign Lord says to my house of God, to the C3 church. This is what the house of the Lord says. And that is exactly what a prayer meeting is about. A prayer meeting is a place where we come with a holy commitment to God and as a prophetic people and we declare to the dry bones of families languishing 
disconnected from God in darkness, we say they can be saved. They will be saved. They must be saved. We declare to the, to the finances that we need to build this church, come, come, come from the four corners, come. We declare that this house will be a house of revival. We prophesy, we declare to our world, to our world now, personally, that we will love God, worship God, and live for Him, passionate, lovingly, serving Him, worshiping Him all the days of, life, of our life. And we've, we've got to open our mouth. We've got to open our mouth and get that little bit of authority happening because God's given you authority. He's given you authority to point. He's given the man authority as priest of his home to declare the goodness of the Lord in his home. The man's got to stand and declare, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. You need to get out in your veranda, man. You get out in the front lawn if you have to. As for me, and you shout it to the powers of darkness. As for me and my family, we serve the Lord and the gates of hell will not prevail. We're coming through, devil. My God says he will build his church. He will build his church and the gates of Hades will not prevail. Darkness, you're out of here. Debt, you're out of here. Despondency of life, you're out of here. Depression, you're out of here. You keep speaking. You get yourself some ground. Look what I got now. You've cut some trees down here, man. Look at this. I could put a dam in there. I could put a tool shed there. I could, oh boy, gee whiz. I could put a house here, man. I could put a whole house. I could build my life here. The Bible says we build a house. A house, personal house. Here comes the building materials now. The word of God, the word of God. Who, who ordered these? You made a way through prayer. You turned up on Tuesday night for prayer. And here's all your building materials. What's this, man? All this lumber and timber and electrical and plumbing and stuff. Man, God says, now you can build. Now you can build your life. Now you can build the church. Now you can build a revival in this region in Jesus' name. Let's all stand. God bless you. And so I honestly believe it's time, born again, people of God, that we speak to our world. And we speak to those dry bones of worship. We speak to those dry bones of serving God. We speak to those dry bones of passion for God. Can these bones live again, Roy? I'm not sure, but we can give it a good go, can't we? We can speak to it with some gusto and faith and pronounce blessing over our life. If we can't lift our voice and declare with our voice for the sake of our life being blessed, who will? It's time to stand up for your own life, guys, and make your own way. Clear the way. Be like John the Baptist who made the way straight for the Lord Jesus to come in. Make the way straight because Jesus is coming in cargo planes. Man, who's, who called these cargo planes? What? Oh, there's a C3 Tugger Church making a land strip, making a, an airstrip on their land down there at that 11 acres. Man, cargo planes of blessings, healings. People's lives blessed, touch, revival, cargo planes from heaven. Father, we speak it, we declare it, we prophesy into it. We're bigger than this, we're more than this. Jesus, we thank you. Let's lift our hands. We're done. God's spoken to you.
wants you to speak into your world. He wants you to speak over your children, speak over your wife. He wants you to speak over your husband. He wants you to speak over your church. He wants you to, he wants you to prophesy. As the hand of God comes upon you and the word of the Lord is in you. It's going to release heaven. It's going to release the power of God into every situation that you face. I see, I see those, I see hell's gates coming down that's restricted you for years. I see barriers coming down. I see detours. I see those things coming down that's restricted you. I see you coming back onto the highway of life, the, the narrow way. I see you coming into a, a life engaged in God, moving forward through a dynamic lifestyle of living with faith. You can live in the kingdom with dynamic faith. You can live beyond your natural senses. You can live in the spirit of God. And you can shake and move just like the prophets did. You can shake and move. You can be a shaker and a mover in your region, through your church. You can shake and move and allow God to come in this hour. I need more shakers and movers. I need more prayers. I need more people who can prophesy. Who's with me? Put up your hand right now. I need more people who can prophesy to the four winds. I need you to prophesy from the mountains to the coast, north, south. Central coast can be saved. Central coast can be saved. Central coast can be saved. The church is growing. The church is being enlarged. Father, we thank you. We prophesy right now. You've given us authority. You've given us power. You've given us authority. You've given us power. New Zealand family, just come out. You're moving on. You're going to Nara. God's blessed you. It's been fantastic since you've been here. Five weeks. But can we have the New Zealand family just out for a moment? I want to pray for these guys. I love these guys. Give them a hand, everyone. They're just taking a business down at Nara, and they're going to be joining maybe our friend's church, James Halliday's church. But you guys are outstanding. Just thanks, thanks for your graciousness, your love. You guys are just mighty fine people. Uh, everyone's upset. You're moving on. You're so gracious. You're so kind. Uh, you just do that so well. You've got the gift of hospitality, obviously. And uh, God's got good stuff for you. God, we just say we release them. Help me now, guys. We release them right now. They've just signed a contract for a recycling business in Nara. They're going to be able to employ their family. But it's a, it's a great business and it's a profitable business. And I bless you to the, to the region of Nara. I bless the work of your hands, traveling mercies. Bless you, sir, and your family, your wife, your children. I bless the business. I bless this new business that you're entering into. May it be a day of the greater and the more of God that you may be blessed to be a blessing. Wouldn't that be good, guys? That they would be so blessed to be a blessing that their business would go strength to strength. Profitability, yes. And God's hand is upon you. And you're going to speak the word because you have the word. The word is available, but the word is in your heart. And you're going to begin to speak that over your business. Speak that over your life. The word of God and that business is going to live and it's going to prosper just tenfold, tenfold in Jesus' name. It's already, I think, running, but we want tenfold. We want tenfold, double, tenfold, tenfold in Jesus' name. Now, everyone who has a business right now, we're praying for you and we're speaking over your business. Whoever you are, lift your hands right now. We speak over your business. We speak over your business tenfold. We're speaking the more of God, those dry bones of being limited and restricted, we say they are cast down in Jesus' name. We speak to those things. We bind. Remember the binding and the loosing, the keys that he's given us? 
We bind every spirit of restriction. We bind every spirit of lack. We bind every spirit of doubt. We bind every spirit of barrenness. And we loose the spirit of profitability over every business in this house right now in Jesus' name. And there it is. Everyone who wants a job, needs a job or a better job, put your hand up. We're nearly done. Father, I'm asking right now that the law of prosperity would come upon them. That the goodness of God would visit their life, favor of God upon you, so that you may secure the more of God. Jobs, better jobs, checks in the mail, your inheritance is coming right now. We prophesy over those areas of your life where you need to be financially prospering. Dear God, we're asking and we're prophesying. Help me now, guys. We're prophesying, we're prophesying life, life, multiplication, profitability, fruit, 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 fruit in Jesus' name. Lord, we're praying for jobs for the men, good jobs without too much travel, Lord, we're praying. Lord, we're asking right now in your precious name, in Jesus' name, in the holy name of Jesus. If you're not sure of your salvation, if you're not sure of your salvation, if you're not sure if you, you would go to be with Jesus, if anything should happen, we want to pray for you. I want to pray for you tonight. Would you lift your hands right now from the front to the back? We're offering a prayer. It's a free gift of salvation. We're offering from this side to this side, from the front to the back. Can I see your hand very quickly if you need a prayer of salvation? If you need it. If I don't see that hand, guys, just let me know. If tonight you want to make a choice, a decision to follow Jesus, if you've been ducking and weaving God, living too nice, but now you've realized you called for a destiny, for a purpose such as this, if you honestly want to be connected to God supernaturally and know God, know God's favor, know God's power, know God's love for you, I want to pray for you tonight. I want to pray for you tonight. Just lift your hands very quickly right now. Salvation, salvation. Could be down the back, could be here at the front. I'm not sure, but if you want to walk out of this place with Jesus on the inside of your heart, with Jesus on the inside of your life, you need to lift your hand right now. There's a few people weeping down here. We're so sorry to see these guys go. They're like family already.